Welcome to the Inventory Nation podcast, a show designed to bring you the incredible voices and stories of veterinary professionals coast to coast, all while helping you to manage and control your inventory. I'm your host, Nicole Clausen, coach, advisor, and champion for veterinary teams and their inventory. Joining you live from the mountains of Montana, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Inventory Nation podcast. I am so excited that you're here. I think I start off every episode saying that, but I truly am so thankful that you're here and I'm so excited for you to join me for this episode. So I also just wanted to start off and say truly thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be a part of your inventory journey, to be a part of your practice. It really is such an honor for me. This morning, I was talking with just this wonderful, fantastic, incredible certified veterinary inventory professional student. So it's kind of my um, program that was released last month. And we were talking and she was like implementing some systems into her practice and um, she just had some new organizational tools and she was just making a lot of progress in her inventory and she was kind of showing me some pictures of what she was doing and oh my gosh, my heart just swelled with pride and it was such a like... um <laughs> hashtag blessed moment for me. And it really just made me so grateful to be a part of your journey, no matter what that looks like. Um, And I'm honestly so honored to be able to help you every day. This is just um, such a great, (laughs) I don't know, thing for me. And I just love helping. So thanks for listening to this episode, for being a part of our little corner of the veterinary world. So with that being said, In this episode, I'm going to be talking a lot about cost of goods sold. So this is something that I've got quite a few questions on lately, um, how to reduce them, what are they, just a lot of different questions. So in this episode, I wanted to break down exactly what cost of goods sold are, what COGS is, what even does that mean, and how it impacts our practice. So because cost of goods sold, um, I have found that there's a lot of questions on it and it's this aspect of managing our practice that is so incredibly important. It's super important for managing inventory. It is so important for the profitability and growth of our practice. It's so important if you're the practice owner and you're ready to, you know, think about what the next step is. Maybe you're ready for retirement. Maybe you're ready to sell your practice. Knowing and understanding your cost of goods sold is going to make such a huge impact on your valuation. So let's kind of talk about what cost of goods sold are. We're going to go over some examples, talk about how it impacts your practice. Um, So that's where we're heading in this episode. As always, if you have questions, Don't hesitate to reach out. You can send me a voice memo on Instagram at Veterinary Care Logistics. You can join me in the Veterinary Inventory Strategy Network for free um, at veterinaryisn.com. There's quite a few ways to reach out to me, and I'm always happy to answer your questions. So without further ado, let's talk about cost of goods sold. So 
when we think about cost of goods sold, a lot of times it's kind of like, oh, hey, what is that? So let's talk about what is the actual definition of cost of goods sold. So you might hear this abbreviated to COGS or C-O-G-S. So whenever you hear cost of goods sold or COGS, that's kind of what it's referring to. So, cost of goods sold, or COGS, refers to the direct costs of producing the goods sold by company. So, this definition comes to you from Investopedia, um, and it goes on to say, this amount includes the cost of the materials and labor directly used to create the good. It also includes direct expenses such as distribution costs and sales force costs. So if you kind of like look at all that, it's like, wait a second, how does that actually involve us as a practice? And so this um, definition, it is kind of catered more towards, you know, things that are manufactured and things like that. But in our, of course, in our practices, we're not manufacturing anything. We are caring for our patients. And so I like to think about just kind of like as a general you know, rule is cost of goods sold refers to anything related to caring for our patients. So a lot of times this can be called direct costs, cost of services, or cost of goods and services. So depending on your practice, depending on your accountant, you might hear a different term. And sometimes you might have different things included in what this term means. But generally speaking, I like to think of it anything that is related to caring for our patient. So that includes prescription diets, pharmaceuticals, white goods, consumables. Um, It even includes in-house and reference labs, cremation, um, sometimes imaging costs. So, um, but it doesn't include things like office supplies or janitorial supplies. Those typically are considered more facility costs. So that's kind of how you can think about um, what cost of goods sold actually are. But there is a really great resource from AHA that kind of provides a chart of accounts, which allows your accounting to be a little bit more standardized. Because if we're looking at benchmarks, if we're evaluating our Um, financial performance of our practice, it's really important that we're comparing apples to apples and not just apples to octopus, basically. And so that's why I really like the AHA chart of accounts. Um, It's free. It's a really great resource, but it also breaks down exactly what's included within our cost of goods category. So for example, It breaks it out, right? So we have our cost of goods or our direct costs, and then it breaks it into um, further um, subcategories. And so, for example, there are professional service costs, which includes things like vaccine costs, fluid therapy costs, um, medical waste disposal costs, exam hospitalization and treatment costs, etc. Then we have pharmacy costs, dietary product costs, lab costs, imaging, surgery costs, anesthesia sedatives and tranquilizers, dentistry costs, etc, etc. So there's kind of um, quite a few different categories with 
in our direct costs or our cost of goods sold category. And so you can probably see from the examples I just gave that a lot of these or all of them are related to caring for our patient. So that's why I kind of like to keep the general rule in the back of my mind that if it's, if it's, you know, purchased with the idea and intent of caring for a patient, it probably is included in this term cost of goods sold. So additionally, a lot of times when we are um, thinking or talking about cost of goods sold, we're actually thinking about cost of goods sold as a percentage of our revenue, right? Because if we just want cost of goods sold, that could be you know, $400,000. But if we're looking at it in terms of a percentage of our revenue, then that's like, oh, our cost of goods is at 26%. So I feel like that is typically a much more common term um, that is used rather than just kind of just the straight dollar amount because, you know, we want to, like I said before, we want to compare apples to apples, not just you know, apples to octopus, right? Because if we're looking at our cost of goods performance over the last several years, we don't want to think, oh yeah, I spent $600,000 last year and only $400,000 the year before. But what if we made significantly more money last year? And so that's why we want to look at the percentages, not just the flat dollar amount. Anyways, kind of went off a little bit of a thing there. But so that's kind of what cost of goods sold are. So the formula to find out what your cost of goods sold as a percentage of revenue is, is fairly simple. But when we think about lowering our costs or, you know, changing what our cost of goods sold um, is or even what it should be, there is a lot of different factors to go into this. And so when we're looking at our, um, you know, how to determine what our cost of goods sold as a percentage of our revenue is, there's two pieces of information. So we need to know our revenue and that we need to know our cost of goods sold in dollars. And so with that equation, you can see that there's two pieces of it, right? There's our revenue, but there's also our inventory costs. So when we are, you know, wanting to decrease our inventory costs, it's not simply about just spending less. We really want to optimize our inventory costs and our revenue. So we want to make sure that we're looking at both sides of the coin. Because if we just simply start spending less, that means that if we just are like, okay, I know that I want to, you know, I'm going to set my budget for $50,000 for the month, let's just say, but you were spending, you know, let's just say for ease of sake, or <laughs> ease of example's sake, 75000 Now you have to kind of start cutting corners of what you can order. So now you might run the risk of running out of things. Your stockouts could be more common. And then we get into the situation where we not be, might not be caring for our patients um, as well as we could be because we're running out of things a lot. So that's why we simply just don't want to spend less. We want to truly optimize our inventory by creating a lean and efficient inventory system and make sure that our pricing is where it needs to be as well. So when we think about reducing our cost of goods, 
It is so important. But if you're like, oh my gosh, our cost of goods too high is I want to implore you right now is to resist the urge to simply spend less. So we talk about this a lot in the new Certified Veterinary Inventory Professional Program. Um, We talk about it a lot. Um, There's a lot of different ways that I talk about how to reduce the cost of goods. So just, I want you to say it with me right now, I'm not going to simply just spend less. So we really want to optimize and create efficient systems. Um, And that is really the name of the game when it comes to reducing our inventory costs. So one more thing on just really quick before I go into kind of some examples is when we think about comparing and thinking about what our cost of goods should be, it's really important that we are considering our unique practice. So typically, you know, there's kind of like um, a standard recommendation that's kind of like out there in vet med quite a bit. And that is that we want our cost of goods sold as a percentage of our revenue to be about 20%. But that number is really just kind of for small animal general practice. Because if you're a large animal, you're a mixed animal practice, you're a specialty, you're a clinic, you're an emergency clinic, your goal cost of goods is likely going to be much different than that 20%. Also, one of the other factors that goes into it is your product or service mix. So if you sell a lot of products, if your pharmacy is very well-rounded, you are generating income from your pharmacy, but you're also having to replenish that inventory that you sold. So that carries a higher cost the more products you sell, for example. So if you have a lot of revenue that comes from our pharmacy, we want to make sure that our revenue from our services are also kind of at an optimal level because if we're generating a lot more revenue from our pharmacy than we are from our services, that is going to impact what our cost of goods sold as a percentage of revenue is. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I am doing everything I could possibly imagine. I have tightened my uh, my inventory. I've leaned it out. My prices are good. I've checked all this stuff and my cost of goods are still high. I highly recommend looking in to see what your product to service mix is because that will really impact your kind of what your unique percentage is. So hope that kind of like all makes sense there. As always, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to let me know. So let's kind of look at two different examples. So first of all, kind of before we get into that, so if your cost of goods are, let's just say, 26%, then that means for every dollar that comes in, 26% of that is then allocated to inventory costs. When we reduce our cost of goods sold, either by spending less and then reducing our inventory costs, increasing our revenue, or a combination of both, 
that percentage that was going towards our inventory costs could then be allocated to something else, right? So let's say we reduce our cost of goods from 26 to 22%. Now that 4% is then kind of freed up to be spent in other ways. So this could go, um, you know, to team raises, it could go to equipment, other operational expenses, or it can be used to further, um, you know, the growth and development of the practice. So let's like kind of look at two examples here. So we have practice A, and they make, just for example, say $2 million per year. Their cost of goods as a percentage of revenue right? So that includes all their pharmaceuticals, in-house, reference lab, mortuary costs, um, pharmaceuticals, diets, surgery costs, um, et cetera, et cetera. So at 30%, this means that um, this practice spends $600,000 a year on inventory costs or costs related to caring for their patients. Now, for our next practice, they also make $2 million a year, but their cost is their cost of goods sold as a percentage of revenue is at 20%. So that means that they spend $400,000 a year on inventory. So that is a difference of $200,000 per year. And so if we freed up $200,000 per year, or essentially 10 percentage points of our cost of goods, what could we do with that, right? $200,000 can go a pretty long way. And so let's say if we wanted, we're like, okay, you know what? I want to reserve $100,000 for business growth and development. That's what I want to set aside. I want to set that aside in savings or maybe having uh, my eye on adding um, a new piece of equipment or something like that. But then you're like, you know what, my team has been working crazy hard and I want the other $100,000 to go to them. So that means that if you had a team of 20, each team member could get a $5,000 raise. So when we reduce our inventory costs, especially if they are just excessive because we don't have inventory systems in place, reducing those costs can have such a huge impact on your practice. So when we think about COGS, I like to think about it as a lever to practice growth. And when it's not properly maintained, it can really hinder the profitability of the practice. So if you think about it, right, if we don't have inventory systems in place, if our inventory manager isn't empowered or didn't have the training that they needed to put those efficient systems in place, we could be spending way more on inventory than we need to. We could be having a lot of expired products or products just sitting on the shelf. There could be theft or diversion, there could be mischarges, like there's so many things that can kind of go awry here that really can um, impact the profitability because then that money is tied up in inventory and isn't available to further the growth of the practice. 
And right now, practices now more so than ever need to be creative about hiring and retaining team members and paying our team a living fair wage for all the incredibleness that's a technical term, the incredibleness that you do, that you put up with, that you um, give your heart and soul into every single day, that is so valuable and it deserves to be compensated, right? And money talks. So when we are decreasing our inventory costs, it is a great way to provide an immediate positive impact on the practice. So If we go back to our example and think about our $2 million practice with 30% cost of goods, they're spending an extra $200,000 in inventory. Imagine if that is expiring or if it's walking out the door or if it is, um, you know, going away because of like missed charges or we aren't charging appropriately or kind of all those things. That's basically you are working your behind off basically for money to be kind of going down the drain because those are inventory costs that we aren't recapturing with our revenue somehow. So I hope that kind of makes sense about what cost of goods sold are and how it impacts the practice. And I think this is one of the things that I love about inventory is that our cost of goods sold and reducing them is like a giant puzzle. But when we reduce our inventory costs and we kind of free up some of that revenue, there are so many different like possibilities that we can do. We can grow our practice. We can add new team members. We can give our current team members a really well-deserved raves. Um, you can plan for retirement. There's just so many possibilities. And to me, That's just so exciting, right? Nothing is more exciting than the possibility of growing and developing your practice into kind of the vision that you see. So just as kind of a quick recap here. So our cost of goods sold, also called direct costs or sometimes cost of goods and services or even cost of services, include really anything that's related to caring for our patients. So vaccines, pharmacy, diets, lab, imaging, um, dentistry costs, kind of all over-the-counter retail, um, any of those things. It does not include janitorial supplies, office supplies, other facility costs. Um, If you have questions about, you know, what should be included, what can be included, like I said, the AHA chart of accounts is a really great resource for that. Um, It's put out by VMG and AHA. Um, And it's free for everyone. It's just a, it's just a helpful resource for sure. Um, So that's kind of what cost of goods are, and then really impacts our practice in significant ways. And so if you're an inventory manager right now, think about right now all the things that I've talked about and how much goes into this, right? So if you're an inventory manager and you're like, you know what, I'm just the order person. I really don't, you know, matter. I don't have a big impact. I just want to share this message with you that you are so valuable to your practice. You, you know, have the ability to impact significant change on your practice, on your clients, on your community, 
on your patients. Like that is so exciting. That's so worthy and so much more than just the order person. You're really truly a valuable asset to your practice. And you're basically running a business within a business. So to my fellow inventory managers, my practice managers out there, my hospital administrators, you matter. You are super valuable. I see you. I know how frustrating it is, but you are incredible and you are doing the dang thing. So go you. (laughs) So that's kind of this episode on cost of goods sold. I hope this was helpful um, for the next upcoming uh, next couple episodes, we're going to be talking all things um, inventory, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course, but talking kind of more about some of these concepts of how do we set up these systems and how do we really get started in building that momentum. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for letting me um, be a part of your day. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inventory Nation podcast and spending your time with me. I know your time is valuable and in short supply, so it truly is an honor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or leave a review. Be sure to visit vetlogic.co slash podcast to access the show notes and discover additional links and resources. See you next time.